Welcome back to the Hideous Lifter Podcast. Glad you decided to join us for episode two. Ahoy! Ahoy, ahoy! Welcome back, e-scurvy privateers. Soon to be privateers. Soon to be privateers, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> maybe. You followed some people into bars hoping to become privateers, <laughs> maybe. We're or old maybe salts in training. Yeah, old, old your new salt. New salt. <laughs> new salt. <laughs> you don't have a layer of salt on you. Well, I will introduce myself again. I'm Griffin. I'm the game master of this game. And let's go around the horn. Uh, everybody, why don't you introduce yourself and your character? And I think before we get into this very first combat of the show, I want to know what class you're playing. For listeners at home. Well, I'm Haley, and I play Calypso Bonesong, but so far she's really only been introducing herself as Bonesong. Uh, and believe it or not, with that musical performance, I am a bard. A bard. <laughs> so what do you expect to be doing in combat? Just making everyone real excited about combat. Yeah. Like making my team really happy about combat and doing good. I'm, I am a buff and debuff mostly. Buff, Almost. debuff. Stay away from <laughs> melee combatants. Yeah, yeah. I will hide from that. But um, <laughs> all my spells are... are uh, musical themed. I managed to do that. Hey, <laughs> that'll Shouldn't be, be fun. too hard to do as a bard, right? Should be able to make all your spells musical themed. Yeah. Hi, I'm Brooks. I play Wit, and Wit is a ranger, uh, two weapon, no reload, uh, type of build, and I'll, I'll give away uh, the hunter's edge that I chose. As precision. Precision? Yeah. Going for that first strike. I guess I could have said I'm the maestro muse. Should have said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I I also didn't didn't mention uh the the weapons that they are carrying. A couple of tridents. A couple of tridents. Yeah. I guess you I can mean, use those in melee and in range, right? That Trump is true. Weapon. That is true. So yeah, I I'm in, in combat or a different combat might uh, throw a trident and then use one in melee. I don't think this one is the place to be throwing around tridents. You know, it's a real anchorman fight. Yeah. Got throw those hands. <laughs> don't want to escalate. You kill things. a man with a trident. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to be uh, talking about that. Although that might be good lore. You guys were talking about infamy last episode. That's one of the things that you're excited about. <laughs> Did you guys hear about that new frog pirate? He killed a guy with a trident before. Those early trident kills really distinguish you from the rest yeah. of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. You can throw a trident non-lethally, I think. I'm curious how that works. Me too, but it's mechanically in the game. Backwards. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> All right, I guess I can hop in here. Um, hey, folks, my name's Steve. I am playing Atlas Reiner on this show. I am playing a class called the Psychic, which is a caster focused around cantrips and making them really powerful. Uh, specifically, under the Psychic, there are a whole lot of choices you can make. Uh, specifically, I am doing the Gathered Lore Subconscious Mind. Um, 
which will come online a little later in the game, I think. And then for my conscious mind, I'm using the Distant Grasp that is all about telekinesis. And basically the role that Atlas is going to be filling is a blaster caster for this. So trying to do as much damage from range as possible. But if anybody hits him, he's going to fall apart like paper because he is very weak. The paper mache corsair, they call it. <laughs> That's what they say. Mm. Hi there, I'm Emily and I am playing Kaya Korka. She is a champion of Besmara. Probably the Besmara part is not a surprise. She is very passionate about liberating people. So that is her cause. She is a liberator champion. She does have a rapier and a shield currently, but you also see her beak is pretty darn sharp. So she can do a little damage with that as well. Squawks and strikes. That's what beaks mm -hmm. are for. So this is a question that came up. Hey. Sorry, Chris. Come on here. <laughs> oh, wait, was it a champion-specific yeah, thing? Yeah, le legitimate. Okay, I thought you were just moving on. Sorry. <laughs> Editor, cut that out. Hey, actually, uh, before we move on, can I just say, if we're also talking about beak stuff, um, she's establishing a pecking order. Okay, we can move on now. <laughs> uh, so this is, this is a question that came up when your character was introduced that I wanted to ask a lot of people are wondering whether you decided to go a strength-based paladin or a dexterity-based paladin so kaya is a strength-based character she does have a decent amount of decks as well so she'll have good maneuverability around the battlefield but i wanted to pack a little bit of a punch behind her hits Gotcha. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, forgoing decks means heavy armor. I don't know if heavy armor is necessarily the greatest thing to be wearing on a pirate ship. Probably not, but she does have a swim speed, so she's pretty good in the water. Hey, Not many birds can boast that. Mm -mm. Penguins, ducks, not much else. Not many. Not many, Some. just a few. She's not a, she's <laughs> not a penguin, Tengu. Clearly. Oh, of course not. That would be great. Oh my goodness, we could Caster's go to winter. Danny DeVito. <laughs> when we when when someone converts uh Winter Witch to Tatui, wait, we're already playing that in a different different game, but that's that's the tango to Rain play. Winter? Is, winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's the tango the, the tango you have to play. Penguin. A penguin? Yeah, you gotta play it. A penguin. <laughs> oh, Ooh, oh. Yeah. nice, very good. <laughs> All right, well, I am Chris. I'm playing Grady Tackett, the human Thaumaturge. Thaumaturge is an interesting class that is not in other systems. It, it revolves around having this collection of, like, esoterica scraps and pieces and bits of things from either magical traditions or just random things you found in your travels and using those things to exploit, like, creatures' weaknesses and vulnerabilities. So in combat... You'll see Grady like analyzing other characters and monsters to try to see if he can identify a weakness from them and then exploiting that. And I've built him as a kind of a thrown weapon thaumaturge as well, too. Like the occultist in Wani, they get like implements and stuff like that. And Grady's implement is a flask that he carries that seems to be constantly filling with rum. Hell yeah, brother. So be you very know, popular. Yeah. <laughs> a popular choice on a ship, I think. Absolutely. So I'm very curious how this party is going to synergize in combat. And now that you can see the combat 
the the map in front of you, it appears that there are quite a few combatants. Uh, perhaps you'll receive some aid from the people you've befriended thus far. Who knows what the uh, instigators of the fight are going to be doing. But before we get into combat, I think we have to discuss a very important aspect of the game, and that is hero points. And so last session, we were just rolling skill checks. Haley, I believe you used one. (laughs) The way that we're going to do this is I'm going to give a hero point to someone at the start of every session. But we're going to play hero points a little bit differently. And so, Haley, consider your hero points full, uh, as everybody has a hero point to start this session. But I kind of thought that we can make hero points a little bit more interesting in this campaign. And so... There are two homebrew rules that I'll be applying to hero points. The first is that when you use a hero point, you no longer take the second roll automatically. You take whichever roll was better. So I'm no longer allowing hero points to hurt your initial roll if that would happen as the result of a hero point. The second rule is that I'm no longer requiring hero points to refresh when I give out a group of hero points. And what I mean by that is the way we've traditionally played these actual play sessions is that every fifth episode, I give out hero points to the group. Instead, the way Skull and Shackles is going to run is that I will give hero points out to everyone in the group, and then sequentially, each of you will receive a hero point over the next five sessions. That doesn't mean that you can't still earn hero points from doing something cool. You absolutely can. When I give out a new set and we refresh hero points in the sense that I give everyone out a hero point on that subsequent episode, you get to keep any hero points you had. So if you had been saving one, you'll move up to two. The maximum hero points is still three with a catch. If you get three hero points at any time, you can trade those hero points in for a hero card. Oh. Hmm. Doing so gives you a permanent use-it-once hero card that goes into your stash. Now, the rules for hero cards are relatively simple. If you get a traditionally evil hero card, now we're playing the room master, so alignment is no longer there. But if you get a traditionally evil hero card, you get to save that and cause me to roll twice on any roll of your desire. If you get a traditionally good hero card, you get to save that hero card and roll twice on any roll. If you get a neutral hero card, you get to roll a d30 instead of a d20 on any check. All right. Do we have so you can, you can stockpile those if you like. Yeah. One more rule. The goddess Besmara is interested in you taking whatever you want. But she's also interested in parlay and trade. And so we're taking this one level deeper. If you trade in three hero cards, you get a permanent Besmara's boon. That is the effects of the first level Besmara's boon in the boons 
uh, section of the rule book. So deific boons. Ooh. You do that again, your boon level increases. And so on and so forth. So you can become favored by Besmara through this system. But this system <laughs> favors greed. It favors stockpiling. Mm-hmm. And it favors greed over self-preservation. So that's a choice that you'll have to make. Oh, no. You've, you've activated my trap. <laughs> this is like, I am literally going to fall for this. Yep. I'm ready to be greedy, too. I am going to yeah. award all the hero points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think if it, the good hero card is worth the least now. So if you draw a good card, it makes sense to hold on to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question about the neutral hero cards. Do we have to specify using them before the roll because it is just the roll 30? You always have to with hero yeah. cards. Yeah, so with hero cards, okay. you have to specify you want to use it. Yeah, I guess that's true. We have, we've always done that anyways. Wow. That's exciting. It's so a race to nine hero points. That's what I was just... Yeah, so stockpile three, get a card. Stockpile three cards, hmm. get a boon. Man. Do that again. Bump your, bump your boon up. I don't... All right. I don't cool. Stockpile three boons, you've won. You've won. <laughs> you've won the game. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So let's talk about what's on the line here. I know my medicine check is pretty bad, but I'm not going to use my hero point this time. Hey, <laughs> I see you're coming. pirates. I see it coming. You're pirates. So uh, I can either use my hero points to stabilize or hope that I stabilize <laughs> and bank those hero points later. <laughs> so here's what's on the line. The Smara's minor boon uh, means that you will get an intercession from Besmara at some point Uh, This usually takes the form of unexpected treasure maps, messages in a bottle, or some other sign leading you to a great reward. That's the first boon. The moderate boon means that whenever you're aboard a boat, you gain a plus two status bonus to all initiative rolls, acrobatics checks to balance, and athletics checks to climb. In addition, you never get seasick. That's the one. That's the one you want. Mm -hmm. The major boon is that you seem to be unaffected by storms. You ignore all effects and penalties caused by precipitation and winds, and you can see normally through fog, rain, and other weather conditions. Oh. That's, oh, that is a, I, those are like super high-level glo- uh, goggles. Yep. Change yep. my mind. That's the one you want. Yeah. So, <laughs> so again, you, you stack the boons. So the first boon obviously doesn't like continue to happen, right? It's a mm-hmm. one-time thing. But yeah. the second boon, once you get there, you always have that unless you do something that really pisses the pirate queen off. And she might take your boon level down. But uh, that would be exceedingly rare for people that are trying to be pirates. So if you got the major boon, you'd still have the moderate boon. That Those effects would stack. Cool? Yeah. I think yes. so. Very fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when last we left our crew, maybe. <laughs> maybe there'll be a crew. Courageous crew. When last we left this assorted group of individuals, uh, we found each of them at a spot in Port Peril thirsty for a drink. And they were thirsty for information, and so they each found their way to separate bars in the city uh, in order to find some pirates, find some gambling, find out a little bit more about the Wormwood's crew and what's happening there. And by the strings of fate, or the railroad tracks of your GM, whichever you want to call it, <laughs> you all ended up in a tavern called the Formidably Made 
where a bar fight has just begun. And so at the start of this app, I need all of you to roll for initiative. Oh yeah. Let's go first initiative. <laughs> One of the uh, pa patrons in the bar is, is called Lonely Gamble or Lonely Offended Gambler. <laughs> what a poor guy. I like both heroic seaborn fisher and worn out seaborn fisher. <laughs> They're brothers. <laughs> one of one of them does all the work. <laughs> the other one takes all the credit. Yep. I did not catch that Rosie's last name was Cuswell. I thought it was Cutswell, like C U T S. And Cuswell is such a good last name for yeah. like a pirate lady, <laughs> so she swears good. Yeah, she says frick a lot. <laughs> Bless your heart. Okay. So what'd you guys get in initiative? 17. 19. All right. Nine. at 26. Eight. Well, Wit is first to react as you see the bar kind of erupt around you. In general, people are pushing against each other, you know, tossing drinks, that kind of thing. But you see several characters that look a bit more miffed. In fact, some of them have drawn weapons. And those are the ones on your map that have individual tokens. Otherwise, uh, there is fighting all around you. It's a little, I won't say it's difficult terrain to move around because it isn't. But, uh, you know, people are bumping into each other all around this bar. And that is notated on your map by the group, the squares that say uh, Port Peril Bar Fight. Those each occupy one-sixth of the bar. So they, they kind of occupy the entire area that is around them. The ones at the top are occupying the area segmented off by stairs. The one right next to the bar is occupying the area from the uh, from the tables where I'm pinging up and then the one that is next to next to the table with the most people so next to Kaya is in the uh, in the bottom right corner is occupying that bottom right corner there's one occupying the bottom left corner and then there's actually one that has spilled into the streets so there is fight happening now outside of the bar Wit, the floor is yours. First round of combat. You said those tokens are difficult terrain? No, they are not. Uh, they're just occupying a sixth of the bar. Think of them as a hazard. Well, right in front of Wit at the at the table is... I don't know what their name is. but Persistent Seaborn Fisher, I believe. Yeah, you see in front of you what looks like a fisherman, and he has drawn a harpoon and is looking at you menacingly. Alright. Now, we didn't come in here for... to, to call us trouble, but if, if trouble's what you're looking for, you got it. And... Wit is going to hunt prey. First action. And Wit would do an unarmed strike here. Not looking to, to stir up too much trouble, but if they're stepping up, Wit wouldn't take any of it. Oh boy. Terrible first roll. 
Eight to hit. It's a miss. Yeah, eight. The froggy fist flies far and misses the target. So that is two actions. And with the third, can Wit take a, I don't know, I guess seek around, see what, like, get a better understanding of, of the situation here. Are, I guess, is this, why did this captain, I guess, even trip this barmaid? Like, are they specifically targeting us or is it more of a just happenstance and if we leave now, we can disappear? Sure, go ahead and make me a perception check. That's an eight. With an eight, the, the only thing that Wit sees is that the man that Kaya pointed out as tripping the barmaid previously is just sitting at the bar, kind of watching the chaos unfold. It appears that Grok and Ambrose are over by this person, but they're, you know, they've kind of paused their attempt to order drinks and are now just kind of pushed up against the bar by this crowd. I, I don't see anything too suspicious about that man, Kaya, but for whatever reason, it, it wasn't right to just trip that poor bartender. Next in the order is Miss Rosie Cuswell, who is going to first take a step back towards Calypso and then cast a phase bolt on the fisherman that stepped up to her. Uh, that was kind of menacing her. And with a 25 total, she critically bolts the fisherman in front of her. There's going to be 12 points of damage to this seaborne fisher. Now it appears he is conscious on the ground, or unconscious on the ground. Doesn't look like Rosie did enough to kill him. But she, uh, she realizes that she's left her fiddle on the table in front of her. Next in the order is the persistent seaborn fisher, who is right in front of Wit and was targeted by Wit, so I think is going to attack Wit now. And he does, you know, like I said, these guys have weapons out, so he uh, pulls a knife on you and attempts to strike. The 16. I think Wit is able to just nimbly dodge out of the way of the blade, and the fisherman scowls at you and takes another swing. But this time, misses even more wildly and jams his knife into the table next to him, spends his next action just pulling that out and getting ready to potentially hit you again. It is the worn-out Seaborn Fisher's turn who is going to move. Uh, you see him kind of in the back of the room. He's gonna move up to your drunken friend, Connor, and attempt to hit him. But Connor, kind of drunkenly swaying, is a difficult target. And so, almost like a wacky waving inflatable tube man, he just kind of flops to one side and the knife misses wide. The Fisher then scowls and swings again, missing entirely. Atlas, from the back of the room, you see this combat unfolding. It is your turn. Absolutely. So Atlas is actually right next to Wit, 
and the fisherman that Wit is locked into combat with, uh, Atlas reacts quickly. You do not hit my friend. And raises both of his hands, one of them touching his temple. The air around him starts to crack and shatter, and a piece of reality splits off into this, like, sheer sheet of broken glass-looking material as he slings it directly at this fisherman in front of him. Okay. Ooh, I rolled a 13, which looks like a miss. Right, so your glass shards kind of swing around his... uh his body without slicing him. He he looks, he gives you the face of the guy in, uh, in Pulp Fiction when, uh, when, uh, like all the, all the shots are fired at him uh-huh. and they all, they all miraculously miss and, and then returns to his kind of stony demeanor. <laughs> all right. Well, Atlas is right next to this guy. He just missed. He is going to slither away a little bit. Um, slither away a bit as to not draw this guy's ire, which I'm sure is coming. But he is going to move actually behind his new friend. Um, This is the Crimson Cogsworth. Sure. And I believe that wraps up his turn. He didn't go far. He only went about 10 feet. So he's next to Cogs and uh, and Sandy. Yeah, Cog just kind of like wobbles away. (laughs) Hey, man, you take up kind of a lot of room. (laughs) He has to like hop over (laughs) Atlas's tail. (laughs) Next to the order is Calypso. And Calypso is going to start playing her concertina and going to inspire courage. And I'm going to do that, though, for anyone who's not these aggressive fishermen or the gamblers that look also aggressive and have weapons out, and then the guy who trips someone. Everyone else can be inspired. Okay, so you're considering like these these NPCs that you collectively have met as your allies for the purposes of this song. I'm considering anyone who doesn't look like they're the aggressor sure. as an ally at sure. this point. The whole entire bar except for these guys. Yeah, not the aggressors. Uh, so that, that was uh, number one there. And so now... Um, yay, Inspire Courage. Everyone has that. Now without a perception check you do notice this um it looks like some opportunistic bar fighter bar brawler in this area is eyeing up uh rosie's fiddle that she left on the table can i grab the fiddle you can okay then i'll grab the fiddle (laughs) i'm gonna give i'm gonna i'm gonna cast guidance on connor because I okay. can't do anything else because I picked up the fiddle. So you pick up the fiddle. <laughs> uh, you you kind of lock eyes with Rosie and you see this kind of relief yeah. on her face as she was watching the guy kind of walk towards it as well. Wasn't sure she was going to be quick enough to get it. He's just going to use that plus one on a skill check to stay on his feet. Yeah, Connor, <laughs> Connor. <laughs> yeah, Connor immediately fires back in an attempt to flirt. He's using his <laughs> guidance. <laughs> no. Okay, so, so Connor has guidance. Next is the obsessive offended gambler, who's actually going to take a step up towards Kaya. And he growls at you. You're wood sucking up all the luck in this bar, eh? <laughs> Filthy tango. 
It's been a lot of racism in this game. <laughs> Tegus, Scalies, come on. He's picked a pretty diverse party. And let's see. I, he's gonna. He's gonna hit you with a flurry of slaps. <laughs> Hold on a second there. This feels That's especially perfect. rude. Very rude. Uh-oh. <laughs> First slap is a 23 to hit. Yep, that hits. All right, you're going to be taking five points oh. of damage as he, he must have put, like, baby powder on this hand. He just slaps you, and it's just... Really stings. Uh, then he will roll his second attack of the flurry, and that is only a 14 to hit. Will miss. Finally, I think he's going to step back and make you come to him. Mm. It is now the decisive offended gambler's turn who's going to move down towards the old man of the party, thinking perhaps an easy target. Mm. He's going to flurry of slaps at Grady as well. That is a 20 to hit. That hits. Grady takes four points of damage, and then he will slap once more. I love getting into bar fights and just using them as an excuse to beat up old guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go after the old guy in the back. That would miss. Okay. Is it is that how you keep the the crowd at the Oracle young? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> then I think he will step back as well. Kaya, it's your turn. Ooh. Kaya takes a moment to survey this whole fight. Does she recognize the instigator in this uh, whole ballroom, barroom brawl? Uh, because you made the perception check last time to notice them tripping the barmaid, and uh, and so you you kind of look have looked at their face. I won't cause or I won't cause you to roll a seek. Yes, this appears to be the man who. Um, who spilled one of your Tengu bottles when you and Sandy were uh, were selling them at the temple. The man whose keys you stole. Ah, okay. Kaya's eyes glint with recognition as she calls back behind her to Sandy. He's back again, causing trouble. Let's make our way over. And then she will step up to the gambler who came up and slapped Grady. Okay. And she doesn't draw any weapons at this point, but she does bob her head real quick and attack at the dominant arm of this gambler with her beak. Okay. That is a 21. 21 will hit. All right. That is seven points of damage. And then he takes that damage and, and grabs his hand that you just pierced with your beak. Oh, my slapping hand. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, bird brain? That's what you get for hurting my friends. And then she is going to raise her shield. All right. It is Connor's turn. Connor is quite inebriated, and so he shouts to the 
fisherman in front of them. I, I bet you couldn't even handle two runs. Three, three <laughs> runs? Four runs? Two, you couldn't even handle two runs, you lily liver scallywag. And uh, he's going to bon <laughs> mow. Oh. Yeah. That is a 19 on the die for a 25 to Bon Mo, which unfortunately will not critical succeed against this guy, but is still a success, which puts him in panache. Oh, yeah. A wit swash. Perhaps. He is then going to draw his blade and swing, since this guy's already swinging on him with a knife. And then he's going to do a confident finisher. Ooh. And he's got his guidance if he wants to use it. And he's going to use his guidance. Hell yeah. Let's go. That's right. Got to help my friend. That's an 18, which will hit, dealing eight points of damage. D I don't know if it matters or not, but it would be nine points of damage, right? Because... Oh, you're right. Inspire courage. Which... Absolutely matters. Ooh, Let's yeah. go. He fells the fisherman. Yeah. Nice. And so he used Bon Mo. He drew and he struck. That is his entire turn. Grady, you're up. Grady calls back and thanks to Kaya. Thanks for looking out for a salty dog like me. Have a two to this. <laughs> and he pulls out a... Uh, blue metallic flask with these weird like inky imperfections in it and uh, passes it to you to mm. take a sip from. Is this an action I have to take on my turn? Nope. It's once per round. So this is my chalice implement as Thaumaturge. So once per round, I can pass this. I can either take a sip or drain the chalice myself or give it to someone else to do it. Um, so it's my action. You can choose to take a sip or drain it, but uh, Low-level sippin's probably what you should do. Yeah, she looks at it, shrugs, and takes a sip. Tastes like very strong rum with like a splash of seawater in there. Uh, mm. And it feels revitalizing. You get three temporary hit points Ooh. until the end of your next turn. That's the most like salty doggy piratey thing I've seen yet. Oh, I just got slapped. Thanks for helping me. Here's a flask mid-bar combat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. And after offering that, he looks across the table to the the seaman who pulled a knife on Wit and would like to uh, see if he can identify some weaknesses on this guy. Sure. So this is his, his exploit vulnerability action. So this is kind of a uh, an action that Thaumaturge gets to try to trigger a creature's weakness or do additional damage to them. Essentially, I'm rolling an esoteric lore check um, against their level DC, which I'll do now. Eight on the die for a 15 looks like su a success. So if they had a weakness now, I could exploit it with my strikes. This one doesn't have like a, a an actual weakness in their stat block. So in this case, a Thaumaturge has the ability to put on a personal antithesis, which is just some additional, like, damage that they they th think that the creature is, like, weak to that they can trigger. Yeah, so what, what are you attacking with? Grady is going to pull out a, a ship nail. These are mechanically shurikens, like bow shurikens, but they're just long ship nails. He's got a bunch of them. 
and from from another pouch, he's going to slather on this kind of oil on it and toss it. He's going to call out to the guy, bad form to pull a weapon in a fight, in a bar fight, no less. And he's going to throw it at the guy's like hand. He's he's was wielding the knife in. Fourteen on the die for a twenty-one. That's a hit. Awesome. So the 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 ship nail strikes true, embedding it into its hand, uh, dealing a little extra damage here too. A cool another cool thing of the thaumaturge is if they're holding their implement in one hand and they make it an attack with a weapon. They can kind of use some of their esoterica to empower the weapon even more, dealing two extra damage per damage die on it. So I'm rolling at a big plus here. Minimum damage, eight points of damage. Some of that is the the oil that he put on it seems to be numbing this guy's hand, and he's like losing feeling in it. Okay. He takes all eight of that, and uh, yeah, you, you, you see him like flex his hand and reposition his knife to his other hand. Uh, give him a real stinger. Minus one shirketh. <laughs> <laughs> Which leaves you with? 31. <laughs> but I just got a gold in the half so I can buy 150 more next time <laughs> in, in the shirkin store. <laughs> the shirkin uh, store. Next is the lonely offended gambler who is going to move... 20 feet down to the source of all of this inspiring noise and is going to flurry of slaps. Oh no, that's me. At Calypso. The most disrespectful fighters in the bar. Open hand slaps. Open hand slaps, baby. All right, that's an 18 to hit. That'll hit. Dealing five points of damage. That's unfortunate. And he's going to slap again, but slaps wildly. Missing you. <laughs> hmm. Then I think he's going to, you know, this will be at full map, uh, but he's going to slap one more time. It's a 16 to hit. Does not hit. Uh, he just misses you in the last slap. So could he, did he try and hit me three times? Yeah, because he has a flurry, which is one ah, action. Ah, and that's two. So he moved, flurried for one action, and then hit again for. Oh a yeah, because monks, third. monks. Yes. Yep. Okay. Monks can condense the action economy in that way. For more monk content, listen to our Speak with Plant show behind our paywall Patreon <laughs> oh, subscribers. Oh yeah, I GM one of those. I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to the ultimate example of of monk play over here with Rock's Naughty. Peak monk. <laughs> so now. The bar fight routine happens. What's going to happen here is everybody in this quadrant is going to be attacked. Oh boy. Uh oh. So who's in that quadrant? In that quadrant is the decisive offended gambler, the persistent seaborn fisher, as well as Kaya, Grady, Sandy, Crimson Cog, Wit, and Atlas. All right. The quadrants and hazards are making sense to me now. I I get what's going on here. <laughs> so I'm supposed to make one strike against each enemy and then roll the damage once. Oof. I prefer it the other way. <laughs> Ooh, do they all have inspired courage? No, they don't have inspired courage. Or... No, not the aggressors. Oh, I thought this was like the bar making the attack. Yeah, the aggressors. Oh, this is the aggressors making the attack. 
This is like bar uh, fight. Any of them. Many, many aggressors. I thought I was I was hoping that they would be attacking the aggressors. The bar came to life as like a in a kind of magical sense, I guess. Sure, like they came like the the in rest of the patrons. The Are we inside of a mimic right now? Oh my god! <laughs> the whole bar. Guys, generic bar fight. <laughs> no, no, no. We're making nope. this way more. No, I think Emily peeked behind the curtain and called it early. <laughs> she got a pension for doing that. Okay. Let's go on down the line. The first strike against the obsessive offended gambler is a miss. The next strike against the persistent seaborn fisher is a hit. The strike against Wit is a critical hit. Ouch. The strike against Crimson Cog is a miss. The strike against Atlas is a hit. Yuck. The strike against Sandy is a hit. The strike against Grady is a miss. The strike against Kaya is a hit. And the strike against the offended gambler is a hit. I'm going to roll damage once because it says to do that. Can we use reactions? Yes, I don't see why not. Uh, the damage is going to be five damage or ten to wit. So Kaya sees this all breaking out, and unfortunately, she's just a little too far away from wit to help him out, but she sees another squishy character get damaged, so she calls out to Atlas and the random bar patron that's trying to attack him. And she uses her liberating step. So you are taking damage, so you gain resistance. Atlas will gain resistance to all damage against the triggering damage equal to two plus my level, so three. Oh, okay, and I took five damage, so I only take two damage. Yes. So I I guess like, he gets cold cocked, but at the same time, maybe what? How, do, how does Kaya do that? Like, how does how does that like manifest itself? So she's over kind of on the other side of the party right now, and she just stares daggers at the offending party and just calls out to them, "Not so fast!" <laughs> <laughs> and and Atlas kind of puts his, his hand to his mouth as like he took a punch to the mouth and looks up and gives like a, a quick nod to Kaya. Like he noticed, he respects it. Can't acknowledge it too much right now because we're in a fight, but like noted yeah, pops I, up I, over his head. I think like Atlas would have taken a shot like to the chin, which might've knocked him out. But because she squawked at him, he turns and it like, it hits him in the nose, which hurts, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it doesn't knock him out. Yeah, like yeah. I like that reduces the damage a bit. And then what happens is in all this turmoil, a bunch of drinks spill, causing a grease-like effect. And so I need Kaya, Grady, Sandy, and Cog to roll reflex saves. 14 on the die for a 20 for Grady. Kaya gets a 23. Kaya and Grady are able to stand their ground. However, Sandy and Cog fall prone to this grease or spilled ale as it were that look gross oof yeah laying down on a bar floor it's 
Especially like a pirate bar floor. So those squares will remain greased for a minute. Uh, moving through them requires an acrobatics or reflex save or else you will fall prone. With that, you know that the general bar is also a threat now. So in future rounds, you could perhaps make some sort of uh, knowledge check to figure out how to defuse this situation. It's Wit's turn. All right, Wit just witnessed all of this go on. They are looking around. As they are looking around, they took a shot for most of their health, but... I think Wit, at the at the height they're at, maybe got, like, need in the face, not just a punch. Yeah, but Wit kind of shakes, shakes it off as best they can, says, nah, I ain't one for leaving crew behind, but I think it's about time that we set sail this, from this bar, drawing a little bit too much heat and is going to move up, attack the obsessive offended gambler uh, with a, still with an unarmed strike. Did you want to change your hunted prey before you do that? Oh, I do. So that is just another action there. Thank you. And then this will be your first hit on a hunted target. Yeah. Seven on the die. It's not gonna do it. Seven on the die, you miss with your fist. That is your turn. It is Rosie's turn. She looks at Calypso, nods. You keep that fiddle safe, I'll try and get the heat off you. And she's going to run around the table to get to the other side of the lonely offended guard, now drawing her battle axe and attempt to strike. However, with a 13, she misses the target. That is her full turn. Move, draw, strike. Next in the combat is Atlas. All right, so having taken that punch, but having some of the damage reduced, Atlas is in the back corner of this bar. He is going to look. It looks to me like there are two aggressors right now, not counting the guy that tripped the barmaid uh, left, one of them engaging Rosie Calypso, the other engaging Wit and Atlas is starting to get a little pissed off. He, again, raises his arms, but instead of casting a spell right away, this time, reality cracks around him, but those cracks start to work inwards, and it almost looks like the cracks around in the air around him extend down to his skin, and like spider web um, glass cracks start appearing down his arms, as he enters his unleashed psyche state. It's a free action. Then he looks at the two remaining combatants. And, and Griff, I want to confirm here. So what I want to do is this telekinetic Ren spell, which is two five-foot bursts. This guy that is over between Calypso and Rosie is up against a wall. If I place a burst at his back corner, even though, like, part of that burst is in the wall, can I not hit them? Like, basically, I'm just not using the full burst because I pushed it up against a wall. I'm gonna say you could toss it right above him. That works. And it would, you know, the lowest part of it would dip down on him. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Well, then that's what he's going to do. So he is um, going to cast Telekinetic Ren, but as he does, he spends his other focus point to amp it up. Amp it up, baby. All right. 
and this is going to be a fortitude save for both of the gamblers as like a tornado of shattered reality broken glass starts spiraling around them trying to shred and bludgeon them okay the gambler that's currently engaged with wit is going to roll a three for a fail the gambler that's engaged with calypso and rosie gets a 14 also looks like a fail okay so we're going to do some damage here that is going to be 11 points of damage to both nice well each of them has exactly 11 hit points oh yeah (laughs) wow that inspire courage came in clutch for four enemies yeah. Nice. Yeah. Unleash Psyche is a status bonus, so those, so because it's larger, it just doesn't take these. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. they were the same. Okay, yeah, never mind. So then those, that's elevens, or not? No, elevens, tens, those are tens. Not 11s. Yeah. Okay, how do I kill them? Control C. <laughs> control C. <laughs> Isn't that how you made Haley's character? <laughs> kill them and then Control Z. Bring come that. back. Just go with Oh, I see what you're saying. Because she's a skeleton. <laughs> so we got we got him back in. Yep. All right. So that would be the first two actions of Atlas's turn. I don't really have much that I can. Well, I'll check in the bar fight. That's that's what I was saying. I like I don't have much that I can do to push the you, you know damage forward. So I I'm, I am going to roll some sort of knowledge on the bar fight. Is there a specific like core skill I can roll, or I also have notable pirates lore, shackles lore? I'm gonna say a society check would probably be your best. Got bet. that? Yeah. Yeah. If that's my best bet, that's one of my highest skills. Let's roll, and that will be a dirty twenty. Yeah. So with a twenty, you think that each section of like so each place I have a token covers a section of the bar yeah it functions as a hazard which means like the bar fight is segmented into six sections you think to stop a section from doing that routine and attacking you would need to either you could you could do the disable action like you do so it's two actions to do but you could intimidate or uh, use diplomacy hmm you think you could also deal enough damage to the f- to like the people in that section that they would stop fighting? Oh, cool. All right. So Atlas is gonna look over to the crew that he arrived with, you know, Wit and Cogs, and we're next to some other folks like Kaya and and Grady, and he's going to shout, "I don't think they are going to stop naturally. We are going to have to either." Put them down, or maybe talk them down. But I am not much of a talker, so that is up to you. It's now Calypso's turn. Haley, did you do the action to... Do you have lingering performance? I do. I didn't do it at the beginning because I didn't know how long this would last or if people would change who's an enemy. Gotcha. So, um, now that I have a better sense of the battlefield, at least, I do intend to start by casting lingering composition which means that I now need to make a performance check against a D- standard DC. Mm-hmm. People you're affecting are all level one. 
Okay, well, a two on the die, so. Okay, so you're able to inspire courage. It doesn't linger. And you don't lose the focus point. You don't lose the focus point. It just doesn't linger. Yep. We'll put the focus point back on. And now I will cast Inspire Courage. So we have that again. Don't worry. Tis back. So then, now that I have Inspire Courage, I think I will be casting Phase Bolt to try to get rid of this uh, gambler in front of me because I'm a little bit worried about uh, them hurting me. (laughs) And that's a 9 on the die for a 17. That hits. Okay. What's your phase bolt look like when it kills somebody? Um, so as I'm playing the concertina, which by the way, if you don't know what that is, it's like a small hexagonal shaped uh, accordion, but with not without like piano keys, right? Um, and so she's playing that and she just like does an extra big like push in on the bellows as it shoots out magical energy straight from there and at this uh, gambler. And Rosie turns to you, shocked. Well, I suppose I didn't have to have your back. (laughs) Next in the order is the hardworking offended gambler. First, he picks up a drink off a table and tosses it in Wit's face. I need you to make me a fortitude save. No! You failed, so you are dazzled for one round. Go ahead and put dazzled on your sheet. And then he's gonna flurious slaps you. <laughs> Fast and flurious. Yeah. Let me find dazzled real quick. What's the weather today? He's calling for flurries. Yeah, chance of flurries. Good chance of flurries, actually. It is a 17 to hit. That is a hit. And this slap, I presume, is a an unarmed strike. It is. And with that... There is a slight mucus moisture that stays on his hand and the the toxic skin, wits, toxic skin requires a fortitude save right back. No! Natural 20 on the fortitude Uh, save. Hey, he spent it on that and not the next flurry attack. That's true. Silver (laughs) lining. Here comes a second slap. Oh boy! Oh, this is gonna hurt. Man. Ooh, that looks like a hit as well. Yeah, I um, oof. So first attack did two damage. Second attack did three damage. It's Kaya's turn. Kaya's seen Wit take several attacks now, and she's getting a little worried about him. She takes a step down to get in between them and Grady. And she puts a hand on their armor, covering the shoulder, so not touching the skin. Don't worry, the toxic skin's only one around. He doesn't have enough secretion to get you uh, to. Kaya's not messing around with that. And she, she just looks down at him and coos. Oh. Coos. And oh. gives him a lay on hands. <laughs> so... You restore six hit points, and since Kaya considers you an ally, uh, they gain a plus two status bonus to AC for one round. Amazing. The cooing really got me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very soothing coo. Mm -hmm. Uh, She doesn't have enough time to try to disable 
the bar fight. I got that. I'm going to try that. Oh, I should have moved all the way around to be within range of... I'll let you do that. You haven't seen these guys uh, punishing anyone for moving past them, so you would at least know you're probably not going to get attack of opportunity. All right, so if instead she moved through Wit's space to be next to the gambler but still within range to heal Wit, she again bobs her head and tries to spear the hand of this gambler. Oh, but a natural one is not going to do it. No, it will not. Luckily, he's not a swashbuckler. Oh, yeah. These offended offended gamblers are hard to hit, except for the to the bards. <laughs> Connor is going to attempt a diplomacy check to Well, how's his other? Yeah, he's gonna attempt a diplomacy check to talk down this segment of the bar up above him. Duh, everybody drink rum. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and is unsuccessful, so he will just then kind of slash out (laughs) the the people around him, uh, trying to get them to stop, and will be able to hit, dealing a little bit of damage there. Grady, you're up. Okay, Grady is going to move out of the grease to stand on a table in this quadrant and try to address the bar. Oh there! Calm down, you mangy curs. There's drinks on me for every bastard who quits the bollocks right now. So a diplomacy check here. 21 total. 21 successfully diffuses this segment of the bar fight. As people greedily look to you for drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Sit down. Good. That's all I can do. Well... Then the bar's action is going to happen. This will hit Connor and Rosie. Appears to hit both of them, dealing seven points of damage. They look fairly injured. Then another line of spillage is going to target the hardworking offended gambler, Kaya wit and the square beyond wit so i need the offended gambler kaya and wit to make reflex saves all right griffin i have the ancestry feet jungle strider and i i want to know if this could could possibly apply to the situation the text is you are adept at dodging brutes foliage and other jungle obstacles, you ignore difficult terrain in forests and jungles. In addition, when you use and use the acrobatic skill to balance on narrow surfaces or uneven ground made of plant material, wood, you aren't off guard. <laughs> and when you roll a success at one of these acrobatic checks, you get a critical success <laughs> instead. I, I understand up, that I cook. need the reflex save still. <laughs> yes, you do need the reflex save still. What I'll tell you is this. Grease does not have a critical success, critical failure condition. So, sure, if you succeed, you can critically <laughs> succeed. It doesn't really do anything for you. 
for for future knowledge, a ship may or may not be uh, made of made wood. Of wood. So noted. noted. Yeah. I see. I see the legal uh, line <laughs> of logic you're using. All here. the ropes on the ship are hemp ropes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Didn't you know? Didn't you know? Um, so, Kaya and Wit both unfortunately fall prone. Darn. But so does the offended gambler. All right, we'll take yeah. it. At the top of round three, it is Wit's turn. Wit. Is is seeing stars after this hit or after that slap? Are they still dazzled, or is how long is that effect? Dazzled for one round. Okay. So you'll be dazzled for your turn until he goes again. Got it. Don't think that is going to stop them from trying to clear the path to the door, but not before they say. Kyle, much obliged for that for that healing. <laughs> they got in a lucky shot is all. <laughs> and they are still wit hunted prey. Are you standing up or are you staying prone? They're going to stand up for one act, for the first action. Attack. Finally. 22 is just barely not a critical oh. hit for your prone target. But it is a hit. Ooh, but before it is, I think I need a just a straight check for concealment. Correct. Uh, for is there concealment uh, from the dazzled condition? Oh yes, yes. Forgot you were dazzled. Yeah, give me a DC five flat check. Oh my god! <laughs> no, robbed. Wrote down four. in my notes. Wit finishes off last one. I'll go ahead and scratch yeah, that out. Scratch that out. <laughs> Would you like to use your final action to attack? Man, Wit doesn't back down. They are going to use their next action to attack. Well, I was going to raise shield, but no, it's just irritating. Just got to hit this guy. Just got to hit. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah, with the seven total, that's going to be a mess from Wit. But you're standing. That's a good thing. It is Atlas's turn. Great. Uh, basically, same turn as last time. He is going to create this like tornado of glass around the gambler that's on the ground. And then you did say that just doing damage to a group can yep. pacify it. I know Connor already attacked the folks in his quadrant, so I will put the second glass tornado up there. Okay, sounds good. Yep. So I'm going to need some fort saves once I cast this spell into the chat. And I'm not amping it right now because I don't have focus points left. Okay. The offended gambler fails to save. The uh, section of the bar fight that you targeted succeeds the save. Okay. So full damage would be seven. I don't know how these mechanics work, but this is a burst, so I don't know if there's some sort of vulnerability to area of effect like a swarm would, but seven damage if if so. I mean, seven damage total. Do what you will with that. Okay. Does not appear to have a weakness. However, that definitely does damage it. Okay, and what's going on with that gambler? He dead. Hell yeah! yeah. Or unconscious, I guess, if you choose not to kill. Uh, sure. Boy, I don't have much I can do with a single action 
besides recall the teachings, which I don't think is super appropriate for the situation. I'm just going to do it anyway. He is going to think for a third action. <laughs> sure. And that's it. Calypso. Okay, as much as I really don't want to do this because I feel like she's going to get in the way, Rosie was supposed to go after Wit. Oh, sure. Throw Rosie in there real quick. Rosie is going to intimidate, trying to remove a section that is a success. She removes the lower section of the bar fight. And then with her final action... She's just going to cast shield on herself. Now it's Calypso's turn. Thank you. So I think now that she took out that section uh, that does change what I was planning to do. So I do think now I am going to, again, try lingering hump position and inspire courage. Just so I don't have to do inspire courage every time. It's a 15 on the die for a 22. It's a success. Okay, great. So now inspire courage will last... Four rounds. Three rounds, right? Is it four with a crit? Oh, yeah, three rounds. Sorry, I just saw the bold. (laughs) Okay. So now I just need to do some sort of damage to one of these things or intimidate it. You are within 30 feet. That's what I thought. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I'm within 30 feet, though, so I should be able to just do a quick phase bolt. You do a phase bolt or you could... You can you can't do the diplomacy and intimidate if you're too far away. Right. It's like it's like using the demoralize action. Yeah, I just think I think I want to do another blast for my concertina. Okay. So it's I already will, taken damage too, so you're piling on top of that. It makes sense. Yeah. So I will uh, focus on that and let me attack. Natural one. All right. You do nothing. Okay. That's uh, my turn. Kaya. Kaya hops up onto her feet, talons gripping the wet floor beneath her. There's still one, oh, two sectors inside the bar that, oh, three. three. Oh, I have to zoom out. There's so much <laughs> fighting going on. This place is huge. Don't hear that very often with Python maps. <laughs> so the floor, I believe, in front of her is wet from the spilled drinks, is that then difficult terrain to move through? It's as if moving through grease, so you have to make an acrobatics Mm. check or uh, reflex save or fall prone. So you could step diagonally out of it. Yeah, that's probably her best bet. She steps around the spilled drinks and she's not able to make it all the way up to the next fight, but she does call out to them, showing off her very shiny beak. Enough is enough. Keep fighting, and you'll pay the price with your hands. And she kind of mimes poking (laughs) uh, and piercing with her beak to try to intimidate. (laughs) Okay, let's get that intimidate roll. Oh, only an eight. Yeah, I mean, you see, like, one or two people in the crowd kind of, like, grab their hand, like, worriedly, but the fighting continues. Ah, uh, darn. Connor looks to you, looks at the people fighting. Was oh, didn't you guys hear Pick your eyes out or something. <laughs> he tries to intimidate as well. 
And he is more successful. Oh. <laughs> I think people are more worried about their eyes and their hands <laughs> as he effectively disperses this segment of the crowd. And with half of the fighting stopped, the rest of the fighting peters out. Woo. Yeah. Success. Wow. We were all well so done. effective. Everyone I'd... evenly. <laughs> I feel for you, Brooks. The laterals <laughs> starting out suck. People don't think that... DC five flat check is that big of an obstacle, but when when you when you roll low, you know, it's it's a giant wall you just run face first into. A moment after the fighting stops and people kind of retake their seats, start clearing out the unconscious folk that are littering the room. You see a man enter the bar, and he just kind of like gives you several slow claps as he does so. Let me show you guys his art. Ooh, oh, I oh. like that rapier. You see a man in his early 20s, but he seems to have gone prematurely bald and so shaved his head except for a weird Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Rat tail <laughs> in the back. And he's got the... Uh, Classic of pirates of his era, like the, the soul patch that's grown out into a yeah. long braided uh, beard-like thing. He wears an extravagant blue captain's coat, but no shirt underneath. Uh, and you know he's got he's got various things hanging from his belt. One you notice looks to be a scabbard with a rapier, and then the rapier itself has this like skull molded into the hand guard. He also has uh, dangling from his belt a cat of nine tails. And he kind of gives you this slow clap. Well, everyone standing then is, uh, well, it seems you've kept my crewmates safe through the bar brawl I was hearing on the outside. And a friend of me crew is a friend of me too. So to the victors, as always, go the spoils. If you'd like, drinks are on me for the evening. The name's Plug. Oh. Mr. Plug to you. What an unfortunate name. Butt Plug to you. <laughs> be having no butt plug jokes. <laughs> The second I hear a butt plug joke, the cutlass is coming out. But Mr. Plug. <laughs> I see what you're doing there in your thin, thin eyes. I don't actually see <laughs> uh, And before long, Grok and Ambrose come back with the drinks that they had promised you, and they do kind of let on that Ambrose especially, is that these... Uh, one of my crewmates. And so it appears drinks are on us for the evening. Please enjoy, my friends. Grady got out of paying for drinks for the quadrant <laughs> talk. <dinner>. That's good. <laughs> hey, Griffin, I got a, a small bone to pick with you. Yeah? This place was called Formidably Made. Mm-hmm. Where were the buff barmaids that were supposed to come out and help with the fight? Yeah, I'm fucking irate. We thought there were going to be a few in the kitchen and come out and flex on Where us. Where are these formidable Give maids? Give these four NPCs to help. 
I understand. I just was hoping for some descriptions none of, of the, the formidable maids. None of them are jack girls and maid outfits. <laughs> so. If there were formidable maids here, that would be awful. <laughs> where could I go to find such formidable maids? If there was a place in Port Peril where I'd have to go. Sure. For the rest of the night, you're served by several formidable looking maids. Thank oh, you. That's <laughs> all we wanted. Uh, and I think at this point, the group of you are officially brought together, potentially aside from Bone Song, but uh, having fought aside alongside you and given you courage throughout the fight, um, maybe you guys join groups with her, Rosie and Connor as well, since you're all getting free drinks for the evening. Yeah, Calypso will walk over to the group. Your, your table's a little bloody and, and greasy, but I'll walk over to your table. And uh, I would I would mean, I hope that Rosie and Connor come too. Sure. I lost Connor. Re- was replaced <laughs> replaced by a fisherman. He did not. <laughs> you cannot tell me Connor's he died. Mom. He no. died of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> no, we love Connor. You can't re- you can't get rid of him. Um, a buff barmaid carried him into the back rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Impressed by his, <laughs> his work. Anyways, Clips will walk over with the group. Hello, me name Bonesong. How are you? It is a pleasure to meet you. My name is Atlas Reiner. I found your tune mid-battle quite inspiring. You have quite the way with words and with the tune of the concertina. A beautiful shanty, to be sure. The name's Grady Tackett. Pleasure. It was quite invigorating. My name's Kaya. Pleasure to be in chief. Uh, I'm Whit. I I must say, uh, Kaya, a fellow as my, that that healing really came in clutch there. She does. How is Whit doing? Still sick? Yeah, Whit. Whit's still pretty hurt. Uh, 50% health. However, if we have some time, Wit would like to make a medicine check to, uh, treat wounds. Sure. Yeah, you got plenty of time. I refocus at the table. But why I do that, um... I will also refocus at the Kaya table. also uh, does, too. Everybody's just staring deep into their drinks. Besides, <laughs> like, besides Grady, who's just sitting there, like... I want to pipe up real quick, though. Uh, Grady will call out to... I know we're all uh, we're all taking what happened in stride there, but there's there's a point uh, that happened that I want to call out and understand. Our scaly friend here seemed to have split the barrier of reality itself and used it as a weapon against his foes. What the hell's is going on there with that? I am glad you asked, my friend. See, many people um. Cast magics. It is not difficult for someone like a wizard to open a book and learn a new spell, or maybe a cleric to pray to their god and learn how to heal wounds. But there are some people like myself who have unlocked the power of their mind. I can see things others cannot. I can see where reality and the not-so-real intersect, and I can manipulate it to mine will. It is something I think is quite valuable in a combat like the one we were just in. Quite the crazy phenomenon. 
If you ever get your head split open in our travels, I want to take a peek inside <laughs> and see what's going on in there. Oh my god. <laughs> ah, a researcher like myself <laughs> can appreciate that. You seem to have seen a couple seasons on ZC. Is this not a correct assumption? I I've been I've been on the sea for the last uh Oh, more than 30-odd years, some 40 years, perhaps. Have you ever I have seen someone like myself? Oh, very rarely, but every now and then. Certainly no one of your particular form. Have you ever seen someone manipulate realities the way I do? I have not, no. Ah. But I'm curious. Was worth an ask. What are, what are all of your sailing experiences? Are you, are you weathered sailors? Or are you fresh-faced and ready to confront the seas? I've spent, spent my fair share of time at, at sea. I do most of the most of the steering. And I think Calypso will uh, make sure that the undead skull of her general appearance is shown. Um, so, but she does wear a wig, so like she does have hair. So <laughs> she would take it off though so you could see all of the skull and stuff and she would Gazra's say piss Order <laughs> <laughs> up <laughs> There are few things that I know but one thing I do is that the sea be my home You sound cursed there lass I've never seen a skeleton before move and talk the way you have I've seen some attack me for sure but none that can sing and cast spells like you do I think that I have been given a new life, a new chance. By in whose hands were you given this chance? I would love to know more. I think the sea itself. I came from the sea in this form. How fascinating. And he's just like staring at you. <laughs> but. Oh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the help I got just a moment ago from my feathery new friend here. I don't believe I've made your acquaintance yet, miss. It's a pleasure to meet you. Name's Kaya. And you follow the pirate queen herself, it seems. She taps the shield that she's holding that's embossed with the skull and crossbones. How could you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I may not pray myself, but I've been around sailing ships for long enough to recognize one of you. It is always good to be traveling with a worshiper of Bismara when you are seeing a sailor's favorite sight, the shrinking land behind you as you head out to sea. Aye, I know that sight well. You didn't tell him your experience, Kai. They're wanting to know about our plans. Well, maybe you all could help us with our plans. We are wanting to put together a daring crew. We... For what reason? Well, mostly for adventure and the plunder. I want to sail. And there's so much to discover and so many people to free. I'm not sure if our group alone would be enough. But I think I know where we could find more. I must say that, Kaya, that sounds like a delightful plan to get back out out on the sea, but 
you you're telling a similar story to to when I first met Atlas here. We we aren't going to get far in without a ship. True. I know what Mr. Connor over here. Was that two rooms? <laughs> Three rooms? Hey, it, <laughs> if it if it gets us in in your good graces and a little a little closer to the ship. You think I got a ship? Must I remind you? We did have our conversation with Mr. Anvaros over there. He is maybe about to take us on. Perhaps there is room for the rest of you in this expedition we might be going on. If you are so inclined to join. Could be danger. Could be adventure. I'm in. You seem like a good group. I, for the right coin, I might be interested. The idea of adventure out on the seas is a nice thought, but there are harsh realities at play that you might need a salty old dog like myself out there to help you handle. I used to be a captain, and I'm looking to take my ship back. I don't want to join a crew if I can't get my ship back. Do you think we would be able to try that at some point? I do not see why not. Oftentimes, these are temporary endeavors. Perhaps, as we are out on the open seas, we might spy the sails of your ship on the horizon, or find it in another port, unless you have a lead already. It is in port. Ah, see, that is an important detail. I do not know how to get your ship back, but maybe. I'm quite inclined to, to say that we, we should take back what's yours. Who is in possession of this ship right now? They say it is Captain Harrigan. Well, depending on the strength of his crew, such a thing might happen. But I won't be throwing my life away if he's got a, the toughest pirates in the this side of the shackles that we've got to come up against. But... Such an action should reap great rewards, I assume. So, shares for the crew what takes your ship are to be expected. Atlas, you can roll me a notable pirate lore. All right. I would love to do so. Ooh, not my best work. That's going to be a 12 total. You don't know much about Captain Harrigan, besides that he's an aspiring free captain. But I'd allow anyone else to make a uh, society check if they wanted to. I think Alice is our best at society, too. Oh, no. I will try, but I'm not very good at it. I mean, you guys, I know, though, right? So, like, I don't make sense to do the check. You don't know anything about him. No, I don't. Okay. So I got a 14 on society. It's a name I have heard before. An inspiring free captain, to be sure, but not much is known widely about this man. Could roll esoteric lore at the penalty, maybe, to find out. No, 14. I don't, I don't know. And Atlas didn't roll society. I, I mean, I can. I just didn't know if I was allowed to roll twice. Yeah, you can okay. roll society. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> 25 total. Yeah, you, you think on it a bit longer, and I think with that society and the Harry. fact that you do have notable pirate lore, um, you've heard some stories about Captain Harrigan. Uh, you know that they sail a ship now known as the Wormwood. 
You also know that they're one of the few pirates to have sailed seemingly through the Eye of Abendago. You also know that Captain Harrigan took on a shellish fleet and came back to the shackles, unharmed. Oh, you mean that, Captain Harrigan. You also know they have a particularly good bid for being one of the, like, on the Pirate Council. Ooh. Miss Bonesaw, if you were indeed the captain of the Wormwood, it is going to be quite difficult to get that back. Captain Harrigan has many accolades to his name. Sailed through the Eye of Abendago itself. He's got a good bid to be a free captain proper. He sells the Wormwood currently is... Ah, I'm sorry. The Vermwood, currently. <laughs> is that your ship? That is the ship that I snuck onto to get here. So, I can feel it. That is my ship. But it was not called that. Not under my captainship. Do you think we could find you another ship? Maybe one a little <laughs> easier to take. In the beginning of our trip, yes. But then I want to be a better captain than him and take that too. Ah, a whole fleet of ships. I like your ambition. Aye, a fine ambition it is. But what feels like another life ago, I was a chelish sailor. And let me tell you, our fleets are not to be trifled with. And the fact that this pirate captain sailed away after a confrontation with an armada of their fleet, that speaks to his power. We'll have to be quite formidable ourselves if we come across this captain and live to tell the tale. Yeah, Grady, just with your experience with the Chelish Navy, you'd know a pirate taking on a single Chelish warship yeah. is almost unheard of. Ridiculous. Well, things to think about, no doubt. Perhaps easier tasks to acquire uh, adventure and uh, starter ship lie before us. Aye, we can start with one ship for now and continue to grow our power. I think as you form these grand plans of piracy, the drinks keep flowing. And the night begins to get a bit fuzzy. Greg's passing around the flask like it's 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 going out of style. Yeah, eventually Calypso gets a glass of milk and pours the rum in it and then just shoves her hand into <laughs> oh, the so absorb the alcohol and calcium. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, getting a real drink. <laughs> no! <laughs> I need the milk for my bones. <laughs> Alcoholic milk, baby. Fight milk. <laughs> Fight milk. Fight milk. Fight like a tango. I need everyone to roll me a fortitude save. Okay. Natural 20. The, the milk is not absorbing easily. <laughs> What's your 20 go to? Uh, 25. Okay, 25 is still a fail. Okay. Oh, so, uh, so your crit would go to a success. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of you will fail. I got a 12 critical fail. Critical fail. Oh, I got a 25. Um, 
I got an 18. Fail, fail, 22. Fail. Yeah. So as the night winds down, Calypso, maybe it's because you aren't actually living. You're uh, somewhat immune, not immune maybe entirely, but mostly to the effects of alcohol, but certainly the effects of alcohol and poison. The rest of you, not so much. As you continue to drink, many of you that are experienced drinkers think maybe you're heading into the stages of a blackout. Calypso, you know better. You watch your new allies and and friends. Connor has hit the table like <laughs> far before any of you. Uh, but Rosie slumps over as well, as does Sandy and Crimson Cog. And the rest of your friends, you kind of watch them one by one slump to the table as Mr. Plug and the man from the bar who tripped the barmaid begin to gather some other piratical-looking folks and take your bodies one by one out of the bar. Since you've succeeded on this check, you are not unconscious. What do you do? I play dead. Mm. Mechanically, she plays dead. Uh, There's a mechanical thing, too. As a skeleton, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's a... Yeah, she, you get a bonus. I play dead. I'm going to just lie prone, and I'm going to pretend to be on the same state that they're in. Okay. Mostly because I'm a little bit... I Like, one conscious person might be helpful in this prison. And so you see, you know, you get taken as well, but you're conscious for it. No one can really tell that your eyes are open because you don't have eyes. But it seems almost begrudgingly, and, and he's kind of like talking to the man from the bar. Uh, Ambrose is, is kind of saying, they were a sweet group. They seem so... Uh, well, they were a, a lot of fun. Don't give them such a hard time in the morning. Especially that uh, petite grenouille. I know we are looking for a cook's mate. I think they may <laughs> do well in my kitchen, you know? And Grok kind of pats him on the back. They're both drunk, but they're not poisoned. And Grok uh, pats him on the back. Oh, yeah, you old salt. You got a soft spot for anyone that looks like they'd be able to help you in the kitchen. <laughs> Hopefully we can stomach your slop after. The rest of them seem an able-bodied sort, though. I think that'll do well on the ship. And uh, now the man from the bar speaks. I don't know. These two gave me quite a hard time earlier today at the bath of the sea wraith. I think... I'm gonna have to keep an eye on them. Make sure they get all the lashes that they do. Oh no! And uh, and plug the man that uh, offered everyone free drinks is hurrying this group along. Oh come on then, we've got to get back to the Wormwood. Got Merrigan's expecting his new crew. Well, we were brought into Port Peril to deliver. The group of you have been press-ganged. No! Oh. Wouldn't be the first time. 
And I think, well, finish your poison, Grog. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Awesome. That sucks. We're going to have to be pirates now. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Pirates. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Skull and Shackles is copyright 2012. Skull and Shackles and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoy this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2E show, The Bestow Curse Podcast and supporting us on Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.